Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Mo, I don't know what's going on. But I had an encounter with a deer this morning. No way. And it saved my life. Are you kidding me? I'm not even kidding, and that is not an exaggeration. All right, so this is a piggyback on Mo's story a couple of days ago where this former New Yorker is walking across the street here in Georgia (laughs) and comes face-to-face with a deer, and they're both paralyzed with fear. (laughs) Middle of the street at 6 in the morning. Yeah, so there I am walking out the door. My husband had handed me my breakfast and my coffee. We gave each other a kiss. I'm walking out. I'm walking down the stairs and I hear this clickety-clack, clickety-clack and I see something out of my peripheral. I'll never forget the sound. Right? Right? (laughs) (laughs) And so I turn and look and there is a deer prancing down the middle of our street. Now for context, I've lived in this neighborhood for 11 years. Have never once seen a deer. Never have I ever seen a deer in the 11 years I have lived in this neighborhood. And I'd say that Kristen lives like you live in an urban neighborhood next to one of the biggest malls in our city, right? I mean, there shouldn't be deer like hanging out. No, not at all. And so I stop and Bart, he like, he's looking and I I, I look at him and go, it's a deer. (laughs) So I load up in the car and I'm pulling out of my driveway. And normally because I'm always like, pushing it. I'm barreling out of my driveway, barreling down my road and taking this right only to start heading to work. And I'm just, I'm flying, right? But I saw a deer. So I'm being careful and I'm being slow. And I'm just trying to look and see if I can see him or her. And I get to where I take a right and it's my, um, I have a green light. But again, I'm pausing to see a deer. And at that moment, this huge black truck runs the red light <gasps> and had I not stopped to check for a deer he would have t-boned me on my side wow so he wasn't waiting for the uh okay to walk sign to go across the intersection or anything he had a red light <laughs> oh do you mean the deer yeah the deer oh no I don't know where he the deer wasn't went. waiting no didn't I hear the deep deep <laughs> didn't hear any of it no didn't hear any of that I don't know where the deer went the deer was but I'm not kidding you I could see I had a green light but I paused just to look for the deer and had I not not paused, I would have been T-boned by that black truck who just flew right wow. through that red light. That's so incredible. Saved your life. It, it seriously did. So this makes some sense. So I just Googled it. Um, we're in deer mating season right now. Uh, between October and early December, male deer go into rut and begin activity searching for mates. So it's a good thing you're in a car, Kristen. <laughs> uh, this greatly contributes to the increased movement of deer, bringing them across roadways. So have this you, guy's just trying to get a little something, something. Have you ever smelled deer rut? Oh. They sell it the store hunters use it it comes in a little bottle it's disgusting i've never it, even heard no. this word before it, what is it? oh i'm going to buy some this no, weekend you are and bring not. It in no, oh yes nope. there were when we got it on our previous show that Kristen worked on we did too yeah oh yeah that's where i learned it uh we would rub it like on each other's phones and you'd go to use the phone oh my god what you is would, what is rut so it's just it's the scent it's like the scent deers emit to and like they spray on stuff so the partner can find them and they can mate, okay? How do they capture this in a bottle? I, it's it's not, they don't, ca- they, they, it's like I think um, 
<laughs> Where's it coming from? It's not we, real. It's not real. It's it's we, synthetic deer rut. Okay. Oh. They, they know the scent, so they create it to make it smell. Like, they're not going around, like, squeezing deer's things to push out rut. We sent a guy, like, Mikey, the, Mikey to the mall. To, you know how they do perfume testing? Oh, no. <laughs> we had, like, real perfumes, like a couple real ones, and then we'd let them smell the deer rut. <laughs> Why did our previous show love Deer Rut? Because we did. I don't know. We um our <sighs> Wheel of Wednesdays. If you lost, you either had to wear a hat that had dog poop on it, or wear a hat that had Deer Rut sprayed on it. I still. I guess I'm not absorbing the rutness of it because what does it smell it like? Is, is there anything close? No, the, it there is nothing I can think of that compares to it. But it is a stench unlike any other. You, you know the smell of skunk when skunk spray, and that's sure. a very distinct smell. Yeah. Rut oh, doesn't that's not smell, even close. Yeah, rut doesn't smell like that, but that's that's the equivalent. Like, that's like, how bad it is. It's like a football stadium of diarrhea. Oh, God. People putting this on people's phones. <laughs> and heads. <laughs> and heads. <laughs> Tommy, which is the one that you didn't want to do the most? Uh, the rut bit or when the host called you up and said he wanted to shoot you with a bulletproof uh, vest on? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. This <laughs> <laughs> smells that bad. Huh? Tommy, by the way, two guys did that recently. They shot each other with bulletproof vest on, and they were arrested because apparently that's illegal. Well, how were the ratings? I, it wasn't on a show. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have a show. They just did it. Yeah, they were just two friends, I think, drunk and doing it. But I thought of you. At least I, I was going to get paid for yeah. it. No, I, they, yeah, I saw that. And I thought of you. But yeah, two guys were wearing vests, and they were shooting each other in like the they wow. got arrested because apparently that's illegal. Rest assured, I'm going deer rut shopping this weekend. <laughs> okay, yeah. The Bird Show. Kaylee. Yep. The prank on your neighbors seemed like a great idea at the time. You're yeah. getting a good chuckle out of it until went sideways. Yeah, I mean, I guess sometimes I take people's <laughs> kindness for weakness, apparently. <laughs> um, so I was in the process of getting a car, and there was this period of time where um, I didn't have a car. So, like, I was borrowing my mom's for a little bit. I had to give that car back. And so there I was. And this is recently. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah within, the last, uh, within the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. And so there I was with no car, still hadn't found a new car, and some really close friends in my neighborhood, not, not my next door neighbor, the one that I can't stand, but a few doors down is this couple who are really, really cool. And the dude buys and sells cars. He, he's got tons of cars. Now, I didn't ask him to borrow a car, but his wife saw that I was carless and in need, and she was like, you can drive my car for Aww, a few days. And I'm sweet. like, oh, that's, this that's is what so neighbors kind do, huh? of you. Yeah. Really nice neighbor. Yeah, so I, I was like, wow, this is great. So, And this was going to hold me over until I picked up my new car. So while I had her car, I had to go clean out my old car, which had a blown engine because I was going to sell it. So I had um, gone and started collecting all the things that were in it from the body shop. And... I have been driving around with a severed head in my trunk for about two years. Huh. Is that our formal general manager? Uh, no. <laughs> some streetwalker. You know? um, so I was in a horror movie a few years back, and I had to do one of those head casts, which are, is the most uncomfortable thing ever. Um, and so they made a mold of my head. It looks just like him. It's is that so right? creepy. Really? Yeah. Is it down there right now? 
Well, no. Well, I'm gonna get to the point. Okay. So, um, yeah, it had it had hair. I mean, and they bashed this thing with a with a camera, and some blood was squirting out of it. So, like the underneath of it, it looks. Like it was a severed head. And I've had it in my trunk for like two years. I just never took <laughs> just it out. rolling around. All right. So going to yeah. the left, you hear a head uh-huh. slam against the left side. Of the well, I think right. I had it Bam. secured. I had like a blanket <laughs> over it. And I was going to prank my wife with it at some point. Tommy and I have spoken about how to execute just something fun with it. But I never executed anything on my wife. So as I'm cleaning out the car and, and loading stuff into my neighbor's car, excuse me, my neighbor's car, I'm like, I have an idea. I was like, all right, well, I'll unload her car of my stuff, and maybe (laughs) I'll just leave the severed head wrapped in a towel in her trunk. Have you ever met a man trying so hard not to get laid? <laughs> also, not to be liked. <laughs> In his own home, nonetheless. Okay. So I, I didn't just do it. I called her husband and I said, hey, listen. Oh, this is the head in the neighbor's. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So, so I cleaned out my car and moved the okay, head sorry, into yeah. my neighbor's trunk. And so once I cleaned everything else out, and this neighbor, she keeps her car immaculate. I mean, not a crumb. So I'm doing the neighborly thing. I'm vacuuming everything out, making sure it is just the way uh, I got it. Minus a severed head. <laughs> Minus a severed head. Blue head in the back. And I, I told her husband, I said, this is what I'm thinking. And he was like... I don't know, dude. That's up to you. <laughs> yeah, you. You should know right then, Kaylee. If you don't get the husband's seal of approval, you abort mission. Uh, not necessarily. This because the husband might be thinking it's something I'd like to do, but I know I'd be in trouble for it. But if you want to go for it, you well, do. That's you. What he said. He's like, I think it's pretty damn funny. <laughs> oh, that's what? <laughs> I don't know how happy she'll be. I said, okay, I'll think about it a little more. Two seconds later. (laughs) So what I do was, is I position the head in the middle of the trunk. There's nothing else in the trunk. Absolutely nothing in her trunk. And it's wrapped in like a beach towel. So I return the car to her. Uh Pristine condition. Uh And then I wait. Like she takes her car to work because I figured that there's nothing holding this thing from rolling around back. So she can hear it. She's going to hear it banging around something. So the next day comes, and I still haven't heard word of anything. And um, and I guess it was the second day she uh, went out to her car. She works at an Infinity dealership, mm-hmm. and she popped the trunk <laughs> of her Infinity, and the head had not moved an inch. It was sitting <laughs> in the middle. So either she drives perfectly, and she goes, she sees this towel, and she goes, she starts to get a little mad, like, oh. Gross. They left like a wet beach towel Uh in here and it's Mm -hmm. wrapped up in a ball. And so she goes to grab it and this head rolls out (laughs) and she screams. And then said she peed herself. No <laughs> way. Did she really? Successful prank. Great prank. Yeah. It sound like the Home me. run. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. I mean, couldn't have executed right. it better. No. And when it's reported back to you? Um... She's mad. Really mad. Really mad. <laughs> and I haven't gotten my head back. <laughs> you I don't know that. where it is. You can kiss that head goodbye. Yeah. She won't return my texts. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, you will not be getting head from the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's what I really. <laughs> 
The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Real Housewives star Mauricio Umansky is addressing the rumors that he cheated on his wife that he separated from, Kyle Richards. I was shocked he actually, like, addressed it. I think you kind of have to. I feel like the tabloid storm has gotten so big at this point that I feel like you feel so out of control in that moment that you got to say something to at least put your side of the narrative out there. So we've been talking about this all week. Page Six reported that he and his Dancing with the Stars partner, Emma Slater, were out at a sushi restaurant holding hands. Not really a great look for somebody who says that they want to work on their marriage, Mm -hmm. whom they are currently separated from their partner. So witnesses also came out and said not only were they holding hands they were doing a little smoochy smoochy so then Maurice so there's not proof of that there's people, no proof but people saying that yes this is just all alleged information from the witnesses that came out once the the photos of them holding hands came out so then Mauricio comes out on Instagram and he says you know what I know we're separated I know we're going through a hard time but I am dedicating my dance this week to my, to my wife that I'm separated from Kyle Richards that he's dancing with this other woman yep. with? Yes. So he's dedicating the dance to his wife What with the woman that he was cheating with. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> okay. Allegedly. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think a lot of people saw that and were like, mm, seems like you're really trying to make up for the thing that people said that they saw. So they wanted to be explicitly clear. So both Mauricio and Emma Slater came out and said, we do want to address this story, this whole thing that's going out and about, about whether Emma and I are dating. For, for full clarity... We are not dating, which uh, I think we all knew. We just wanted to know if you were cheating on your wife with, but whatever. And then Emma said, we're not dating. We are really good friends. We've been dancing together for six weeks, four hours a day, every single day. Guys, you don't understand. It's intense. Like you really form a very special bond. And I think we're similar personalities. So we've got a super supportive relationship. We're definitely there for each other. And it's a beautiful, great thing. So then Mauricio clarifies what happened at the restaurant. He said, we went to the restaurant to get some sushi after rehearsal. We were in our rehearsal clothes. Lots of the stories are wrong. And yes, it's a very emotional week. We were talking about the week during dinner. And when we came out, we were recapping. And I reached out to grab Emma's hand. And then she grabbed my hand. And then we left. Mm -mm. Tells us nothing. I think all of this is fabricated between Mauricio and Kyle. Because Kyle went on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. He asked her about the hand-holding her, with her, um, her estranged husband and his dance partner. And she said she was hurt by it, right? Mm. But he is currently on Dancing with the Stars. And you need to be in the new, like, you need to be of relevant and you have to be topical to get people to talk about you and to hopefully help you, even if it's something like this, help you stay in the competition because the more weeks you stay in the competition, Mm -hmm. the more money you get. Not that they need the money, Mm -hmm. but the more money you get. So I really think she and Mauricio got together and have crafted this whole PR stunt and like, don't do anything too. like, just, just hold her hand and then we'll plant some sources to say that you were canoodling, but there won't be any proof of that. Then you can go post this and she can go and watch what happens live. And I really do think like, this is just a huge PR stunt to help him advance on Dancing with the Stars. I I 100% agree with you. I don't know if it's about him advancing, but it certainly is getting publicity for this show. Uh, That's the intent here. And I think everybody now is going to take a page out of the book of what uh, reality show we've been talking about for months and months and months now um, with the cheating, what's going on with the best friend? Uh, Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules, man. I mean, now your networks and your producers are looking at that going, (gasps) look at all the money and the ratings they got. We need a little slice of that.
And she's currently, I mean, she's still on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So that's also mm-hmm. going to play over there because people are going to want to see what's yeah. going on between her and Mauricio. If that's true, it's brilliant because this is the first dance I've ever wanted to watch in my life. Right. <laughs> You're dedicating to his wife and right. he cheat, the woman he cheated with? Yeah. yeah I want to see it. I just want to let everybody know right now we are not dating. We are just boinking. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a lot of sense because another couple that's been in the news recently on Dancing with the Stars is Too Hot to Handle's Harry Jowsey and his partner, Riley Arnold, because they are all over the TikTok and they've got all the 12-year-olds shipping them thinking that they're going to date. And I think that's one of the things that keeps them on because even though I'm sure they take the votes into consideration when they're like, text in to vote for your favorite, mm-hmm. I, um, I 100% feel like it's rigged and they're just going to keep whoever is keeping people in the news and keeping Dancing with the Stars relevant and topical yeah, on stage. As soon, as soon as I saw that video they released, I was like, this feels... This, this feels forced, and this feels like like a plan. Sidebar, boinking the word is way underused. Boinking. <laughs> that might be the second time I've ever heard it in my life. <laughs> See? And both times a white person said it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It'll be the final song from the Beatles, and it gets released next week. I'll tell you what the Beatles are saying about it on your next eBuzz on The Birch Show. The Birch Show. Halloween sucks this year, uh, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay, okay. Here's why. Um, it sucks for parents and it sucks for trick-or-treaters because it falls on like a Tuesday. Uh-huh. Yeah. It sucks. Well, I mean, that's going to happen. I mean, a majority of the time, it's not going to fall on the weekend. See, Kristen, this is where you're wrong. Okay. We can change it. And people have been talking about it for a long time to just change the damn thing to the last Saturday in October. Oh. That's all. Like, And people are like, oh, we can't change it. This is the way we've always done it. <laughs> 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 they do sound like that. Right. So Thanksgiving is on the third Thanksgiving in November. Memorial Day is the last Monday in May. So just why not make Halloween the last Saturday in October so kids don't have to get up for school. There's no confusion. Parents know exactly when they have to have candy. It's so easy. Because it's a holiday. It's all it's all Hallow's Eve and the next day is All Saints Day. No one cares. Um, I care. And also, sunset is at 646. That's pretty early. It is. I mean, so it, you know who it sucks for? Or the 20-something crowd who want to go out and party. That's who it really sucks for. Well, that's bad, too. And <laughs> I champion them. Well, they have, <laughs> yeah, there's still plenty of parties the weekend prior for people to attend. Yeah, I mean, personally, I just know for parents who work and who, like, have to rush home to yes. try to get their kid dressed and then to get, like, to um, get out for Halloween. And I know traffic is notoriously horrendous. Terrible. On Halloween Day. Um, I feel sorry for those parents because we get off a lot earlier, so that's not an issue for us. Well, so we always thought it. <laughs> <laughs> How about we just get Halloween off, like Christmas? Okay. Yep, I'm well, down with that, too. That's mm, what Halloween off for the day after. Well, if you have a kid... You want to have the day to spend with them? Yes. I'm hoping your kid's not, like, at a rave until midnight and you have to go pick them up. <laughs> Look, if we can get Halloween to fall, then I think the Super Bowl is next. Yeah. Then instead of on a Sunday night, we move that to Saturday also. We just stack all the Saturdays. I like this plan. Okay. <laughs> Write I'm a petition. I will sign it. I will circulate it. There was actually a petition for this uh, a couple of years ago and got 150,000 signatures, but I guess it wasn't enough to do it. Government's like, we got bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> and they're right. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the email... Email reads like she knows her husband is planning on buying this expensive ass truck, but he's trying to do it behind her back. She already knows about it. Uh, Mo's got the email. I recently found out that my husband was planning to buy a truck behind my back without informing me, and I'm absolutely furious about it. 
We've always had separate bank accounts, and I'm wondering if that means we're no longer expected to communicate about large purchases with each other. To give you some context, my husband and I have been married for five years, and from the beginning, we decided to keep our finances separate. We both contribute equally to our shared expenses, such as rent, utilities, and groceries, but we've always maintained our own accounts for personal expenses and discretionary spending. Now, I've always assumed that even with separate bank accounts, major financial decisions, especially those involving substantial sums of money like buying a vehicle, should be discussed and agreed upon as a couple. Yep. Mm -hmm. But my husband seems to think otherwise. He was going to buy this truck without consulting me or even mentioning it until it showed up in our driveway. While small expenses here and there make sense with separate accounts, large purchases are, lo are long-term financial commitment. Also, I don't subscribe to the idea of his money and my money. Our separate accounts are more for convenience. However, if he lost his job tomorrow or I lost mine, I would assume we begin sharing the same pool of money. I also feel that when it comes to our future, we should be able to view both of our incomes and accounts as our mutual security. I mean, if he goes broke, I wouldn't leave him on the street. Therefore, any irresponsible spending does have the potential to hurt us both. So, I'd love to hear from other couples who keep accounts separate. Are there unspoken rules? Or is he right to feel that he can spend, quote-unquote, his money any way he chooses? So this is interesting. So let's ask Cassie and Kristen this. Kristen, you are the breadwinner in the home. Correct. Uh, so is there an amount that you and Bart have agreed upon that, look, if we're going to spend more than blank, I get, I, I'm going to run this by you? There isn't. Like, it hasn't been, like, set, like, a set amount, anything over this. We're going to check in with each other. Um we we share all of our funds are in one account. We share set account. Um, we have multiple savings accounts, et cetera. Um, so when it comes to like that primary checking account where most of the stuff gets gets paid or like the credit card because he likes to get his cash back. So we put everything on the credit card and then we pay that off. So um, it, it, like prime example yesterday, he's doing some major work to the backyard and he has to buy sod and compost and that is expensive. So he was telling me and then breaking down how much it's going to cost. So anything like that, that is going to be like in the thousands. Absolutely. Like you tell your partner what's going on and no, I'm not going to say, no, we're just going to have dirt in our backyard for our son to play with. Um, for a car, absolutely. That's a joint decision. Like you don't mm -hmm. buy a car without your significant other's input um, because that is a long-term payment. And it's, it's even though you have separate, separate accounts, it's our money, mm -hmm. not your money. How about you, Cass? Yeah, if it's, um, it's not an agreement, but it's kind of how it's sorted out. If it's a single one item purchase of like $200 or more, usually we'll tell each other so the other person can ask why or veto. But if it's like, an Amazon order of bunch of stuff we need that's over 200? No. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if I'm like, yeah, we need this for the house and then we have a discussion about it. Yeah, I think this is a major breach. Uh, some would even say it would be financial infidelity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially that like you're hiding yeah. it. Right. Like, why would you not consult your significant other while you're like, hey, I'm thinking about buying a car and like talking it out 
and talking about your different options, new, used, you know, what type of truck you want. Like that's a conversation you have with your partner. If we were talking about saving money on the side, right? And now you have a nice little nest egg of $45,000, which a truck might cost or might not cost. We'd be saying, oh, that's for sure financial infidelity. But if he's going to spend this kind of money, not run run it by her. And vice versa? That ain't fair. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I've never been in a situation like this, but I'd like to believe that if I were in this situation, the only way I wouldn't say anything is if I thought you were going to say no. Then then I'm not giving you the opportunity <laughs> oh. to say no. But I I, th- I definitely think a purchase this big, you should run it by your partner. Yeah, well, most people I know when they buy a car, they normally have to get a loan from somebody. And if you're a couple... Doesn't mm. doesn't that affect both of your credit scores? So to mm-hmm. me, that would be the mm-hmm. biggest infraction here. Like, yes, it might be, quote unquote, your money, but it's still something that could potentially affect me and my financial future. And I think that's completely crossing a line here. Yeah, put a stop to it before it even happens. Talk to him about it now. The Burt Show. So, Abby, you're starting to get to the realization every now and then, I think, in a single person's life when they're trying just a little too hard. Maybe you're trying just a little too hard here. You, you think I'm trying too hard? Well, that's what you wrote. Well, no. You I, wrote desperate. I did? Oh, yeah. It says desperate on the schedule. <laughs> was, I was trying to be sensitive. That was my tease. That is what I said. Yeah, I've been, I've been, one man's too hard is another woman's desperate. That's just me, Miss Desperate over here. Yeah, so I've been striking out a lot when I've been going out, and you guys know that I've been giving up dating for the last couple of months, so... If anything, I'm I'm dry for attention. You're in a slump. I'm in a slump. I'm well, you've pulled yourself. I can't. You can't really call it a slump. You've pulled yourself out of the game. No, she's back in. I'm I'm like one foot in, one foot out. Like I've been out long enough to where I'm kind of curious. So I'm like dipping my toe back into the pool, but the pool sucks. So my toe keeps going out and then back in, like it's the hokey pokey. I, I think you were out the day when she told us she's back on all the dating apps. Oh, you are. I did miss oh, that. Oh, you missed that. Yeah. Oh, what happened? Yeah. I, I mean, I relapsed. She like Bang. hard. Bang. Like every single we asked, which one did you download? She's like, all of them. We were all pulling for you. Yeah. That's exactly that's what I said. Okay, so just real quick, because I wasn't here that day. Oh yeah, you missed this. So you were saying that you felt better, like your mental health you felt was stronger. So why are you taking the drugs again? Because I'm, I wanted someone to tell me I was pretty. <laughs> we could have done that. She's in a slump. It's not no. the same. <laughs> it's like your parents telling you you're special. It's like, okay, mom and dad. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I got back on Bumble and I had brought this to the table last week where this guy and I matched and then I gave him my number and then he sent me a text and then I sent him a text and then he didn't respond and then he followed me on Instagram like the, right. a day later and I didn't know what to do about it. I'm like, why don't you have my number? Just text me. So why are you, <laughs> do I follow you back? And so we went through the whole gambit of what I should do. But yeah, that, that was my last male interaction. How did that one end up? Did you guys finally get in touch with each other? So here's what somebody did me that I thought was really interesting. So we were going through the theories as to why he wasn't texting me and he was just following me on Instagram. I think maybe he saw that I was a quote unquote public figure in Atlanta and thought maybe I was a fake profile on Bumble and he thought he was getting catfished and so he's like oh well she'll follow me back on Instagram if she's real because she'll recognize my name which I don't really I don't really check who follows me that often so I didn't see him until a couple days after so it kind of backfired on him but that was one person's theory which I think makes a lot of sense okay anyway we never went out which is sad because he was six foot seven but (laughs) (laughs) alas you lost a good one there if he's tall yeah Yeah. and then last weekend I ran into two guys who I went out with and it didn't end well and they ghosted me and I'm going to DC with my mom this weekend and 
gosh darn it, I want to get hit on. <laughs> Save just the part where she says, gosh darn it, I want to get hit on. Dang, Flavit, like I just need a little bit of male attention. Oh, another one. <laughs> wow, I hope Tommy hit delay. Hope <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. Wow. Just really trying here. So my mom is going up to D.C. to run this, uh, this marathon. It's a big deal for her. So of course I've got to make it about me. I've made all these cool, <laughs> got to make all these reservations at cool hip spots in D.C. where I know the young gentlemen are going to be flocking to. And I am not striking out because this, I think, is a great time for me to be able to step back into the pool, make some mistakes, because if I never have to see these people again, you know, mm-hmm. so I can be as desperate as I want <laughs> for the results that I'm looking for. A young politico is wearing suits and the, like these fancy restaurants with all like, you know, the dark wood yeah. and moodiness. Daddy's money galore. Yeah. Either that or they're embezzling some kind of fun. So <laughs> it's going to be, it's great up there. So I, I made a really fun um, uh, reservation tonight. We're going to a really cool part of town and I've already scoped out the Instagram. I can see that this is where the people go. Where are you going? Like Adams Morgan? Uh, we are going to Adams Morgan. We're, I think we're starting in Chinatown and then bopping over to Adams Morgan. Okay, Georgetown's so, another good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we're going to Georgetown on Saturday. So we're really spreading out. But I, I was like, how can I make sure that I don't strike out this night? And as I was scrolling through my TikTok for you page, I came across this creator that I follow whose name is Girl Boss Town. And she will come up with different theories. And one of her theories she has is called the Red Nail Theory. Now for everybody who is not in studio, I currently have cherry red nails, which is abnormal because I never paint my nails because I bite them. That is so creepy because as you were talking, I noticed, I'm like, oh, she got her nails did to go to D.C. I know. Well, I did my nails. I went to I went to my CVS and I just found the reddest nail polish in the aisle. So you said you'd never um, polish your nails because of what? I bite my nails. Oh, bite. I yeah. thought you said biting. And I'm like, well, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> No, the president does not keep her from painting her nails. (laughs) Yeah, what's Joe Biden's plan to keep me from biting my nails? That's my question. So here's what Girl Boss Town is saying about the red nail theory. She said, in the 90s when we were growing up, women had red nails a lot, especially like our moms. And I weirdly think guys are attracted to red nails because it reminds reminds them of their moms when they were growing up taking care of them. And so she has started this hashtag red nail theory trend where basically... All these women have been like, you know what? Last time I was wearing red nails, my boyfriend of now four years was uh, came up and asked me out. And so it's like this Freudian thing mm-hmm. where apparently it either gets their attention because it's red and it's like, rear, 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 or it reminds them of their childhood. I think that theory is interesting because there's two men right here and Kristen's the only one who noticed your red nails. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But. She's going to be walking around like this. Hello, suitors. We may not exactly be the demo you're looking no. at. So maybe it might okay. work. Okay. All right. All right. Come in there. Right. <laughs> Bring your cocktails with your pink, your red pinky nail out. <laughs> like, hello, sirs. I can't wait to hear if the theory has any legs. Yeah, I'll update you on Monday. Is that why um you got? Uh, is that why you're tan this morning? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. hella hella bronze this morning. It's <laughs> still coming in. Yep. yep. Because Washington D.C. is pretty much like Florida. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be tan, or people will look at you. You gotta stand out somehow. The Bird Show. There has been. Boy math, there has been girl math, right? What are the examples here of, uh, like, guy math? Boy math is being afraid of gold diggers when you only have three pairs of socks to your name. (laughs) (laughs) And girl math is when a woman spoils her husband with his own money. (laughs) Now on TikTok, there is fat math. Fat math. 
Here are my fat math rules. Number one, if you walk to pick it up, it's healthy. Number two, all dips or dipping sauces are healthy if you use a vegetable. If you want to dunk celery and buttermilk ranch, that's healthy. Number three, if you have a sober weekend, you can eat whatever you want. You're saving so many calories from not drinking alcohol. Go all out on food. Number four, this speaks for itself. Chipotle is healthy. Number five, ordering a Caesar salad and fries is the ultimate balanced meal. Like, a salad is green. It's healthy. You deserve a side of fries. Fat math. Number six, if you eat healthy all day, then you deserve to end your day with a sweet treat. Number seven, if you walked into the gym, you worked out. I don't care if you were there for five minutes. That's a workout. Number eight, it's actually unhealthy if you don't get a snack at the movie theater. If you sit down for a movie theater and you don't have popcorn or your favorite carbonated beverage in hand, that is mentally unhealthy. Therefore, it is unhealthy. Number nine, if your mom made it, it's healthy. Like, yes, this is fat math, but like, it also is logic. Like, your mom's mac and cheese must be healthier than the one you got from Panera. And finally, rule number 10, if it was free, it was zero calories. Bravo at Brian Flakes on Instagram. Well done. Well done. I I think we've all been here before, right? When you're dating, you just start to think like, my radar's off. My gut, is it's just not working anymore. So how do you even get that back if you lose that? Um, You can always hit us up at thebirdshow.com if you got questions or you're going through something. Hey, I've recently fallen in love again after suffering a pretty severe heartbreak in my mid-20s. My fiance left me just a few weeks before the wedding. Took me years to unravel all the trauma and heartbreak. He really did a number on me and my self-esteem. I've come a long way, and I've decided to open my heart to another man. My ex-fiance was my first real love, and so much of the relationship I saw through rose-colored glasses. Now, looking back, I can see now how destructive he was and how many warning signs there were for me to leave. I'm worried that I'm a harsher and more prone to feel like this is a red flag. And if this is a red flag, let's break up right now than I ever was before. I guess what I'm asking is this. How does one tell if something is an actual issue or if something is a reaction to past trauma? People say, trust your gut. But how can you tell if your gut is trustworthy? Fascinating question. I can already tell I'm treating this relationship way differently than I did with my ex. I'm extremely guarded and I'm on edge. What I've noticed the most is I'm consistently second-guessing myself. I feel like I can't trust my gut anymore because it failed me miserably before. Any Anybody? That's called baggage. (laughs) And we all have it. All of us. And we all carry it differently. Um... Gosh, as far as like how you are able to trust your gut again, I would say it's not always your gut that was wrong. It's just that the person you were with was a master manipulator. And it's not a reflection of your gut. It's, a, it's more a reflection of who he was as a person. Mm. In order to um, maintain some kind of self-esteem and s- s- some kind of... Um, trust in your gut. Uh, I have a dear friend who divorced a couple years ago and it's been such a nasty divorce and he ended up being such an incredibly nasty person. And she was like, how did I not see this before? Mm -hmm. Like, was he like this the entire relationship? And they were together 11 years. And I'm like, girl, the woman you married is not the man he is today. Like he had us all fooled. 
He's got a lot of issues, that's for sure. He just hid them really, really well. I'm really interested to hear what you guys think. So I think you've got to ask the people in your life what their opinion is. Uh, A lot of my friends that complain about how they always end up with the wrong type of person are usually ignoring the voices in their life, like their friends, that this person isn't right for you or this person is manipulating you because they don't have those rose-colored glasses on because all red flags look like flags when you're wearing rose-colored glasses. Mm. So ask the people in your life, what's their opinion on this? What's their take on this? And they may sit you down and go, girl, like you are, you are really overreacting mm-hmm. here. Or they may say, you know, we've noticed this about, um, about him, about your partner. And it's, it's just not, uh, it's just not the best relationship for you. So ask the people in your life to be able to give you more perspective. That's a great answer. That is a great answer. I am, um, this is tough for me because I, I still struggle with it. So I don't really know how to help. Um, I think, I've carried trust issues with me from after my first relationship and so on. And I don't think I've ever truly been able to get rid of them. I I think even in being alone for so long, it kind of gets worse because you do tend to feel like you should run at the first sign of anything going bad. But I have learned that typically if you give things time and you do trust the people around you and you do trust your instincts, someone will show you who they are. And it really is up to you to believe it when you see it. And if you do not see it, then that means you have nothing to worry about. But usually it's there. You're just ignoring it. Dang. I'm, I'm bummed on the last one to go here because I think you guys covered it. Uh, I want to piggyback on what Abby said is that I agree with that. Like the signs are there and your friends are usually pretty good at telling you about it. When I have found myself in bad relationships, my gut was always right. Just my voice of optimism drowned out my gut. And in looking back, I'm just like, I knew all along. What a waste of time. So I think you really have to ask yourself, did you not see the signs like Abby said? Did you not see the signs or did you just choose to ignore them? And a lot of people choose to ignore them because they'd rather be with somebody than not. Truth. All right, Cass, the worst gift ever for dating. My friend is unhinged. And (laughs) when she told me she was going to give her boyfriend of six months, keep that in mind, six months, this gift, I was like, cool, we're going to prep for a breakup because this is the biggest red flag I've ever heard of. So I'm a mom of two, if you didn't know. And on TikTok, you'll see stuff fed to you like stuff for kids. And there's one thing I wanted to do. And I shared it with her because I thought it was super cute. There are these little teddy bears that you can get made out of your child's old onesies. So any of them that are stained that I can't donate, I'm going to collect them and have these little teddy bears made for each kid out of like onesies I remember from their childhood. I thought it was the sweetest thing ever. She reached out to this Etsy shop creator and asked if they would make one out of her used underwear. (gasps) No. Used? Nope. Used. Just nope. Mm -mm. Well, the Etsy shop creator said just yep. It's a paycheck and made it. And she gifted her boyfriend of six months a teddy bear made out of her used underwear. Wait, they they are still dating. He absolutely loved it. You into this? Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, hold on a second. I'm second thought. Six on. months? A little sexy? Six months. Uh, nah, that's too soon. That's, that's too soon. Yeah, nah. And li- I, uh, I don't uh, nah. used underwear. You know what? No, never, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. And, and, and this only goes one way, sincerely. Like oh, yeah. a woman can do this for a man, but if a man gave yes. me his uh-huh. used drawers as a teddy bear, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, what in the <laughs> hell is wrong? Or it's got yeah. the, still got the skid marks on it. Nothing sexy about that. Nothing sexy about that. I see your game plan, though. Uh, maybe my freak flag just flies a little higher than yours. Um, dude, <laughs> so. we've known that for years. <laughs> <laughs> the Burt Show.
Tis the season to hunt the spookies. This is how I know it's officially Halloween season. Right. When we have Ed in studio. Hey, Ed. <laughs> hey, everybody. How you doing this morning? Really good. <laughs> Ed is the founder, director, investigator of Ghosts of Georgia Paranormal Investigations. I've maintained. How many years have you been in here? Oh, this, this is seventh, eighth year? Seventh year. I've maintained that Ed himself is a ghost, and <laughs> that's why he sees others' ghosts so well. So thank oh, you for continuing to show up. Absolutely. I mean, you know, being 200 years old, you got to be something. <laughs> so you want to explain what we do each and every year for the new Burt Show listener, Chris? Yeah, so I guess for seven years, maybe eight now, with Ed in the Ghost of uh, Georgia Paranormal Investigations, we have asked our Burt Show fam, to hit us up if they have a home or property they think is haunted. And every single year, you guys step up with your haunted places. Um, we scour through the submissions. We send Ed and his team out to do an investigation. And then Ed comes back with what is called EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon. So we can actually hear some of the ghosts and either confirm or deny if your home or place of abode is haunted. Yeah, spoiler alert. We've done this for eight years and we don't bring the families in to tell them that we didn't find anything. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a really boring segment. Yeah, really Quick would. one. All right, so um, this house in particular is in Winder, Georgia. And Ashley Thompson is in here. And Karen is in here also. And Harper is the granddaughter. She wants to be in on this for some reason. Well, it's, it's grandma's house that's haunted and the grandkids spend the night there. So, of course, they're invested. So, Ashley is in studio with us from Winder, Georgia. All right, Ashley, tell us or um, Karen, whomever wants to take it, um, exactly what's going on in the home. Okay, so I bought the home in 2017. And the first time I stayed there was August 1st. And I started hearing things out in the kitchen. It sounded like pots and pans banging, um, just a lot of, lot of noise. I just kind of brushed it off as to be in a new place I wasn't familiar with, but it kept happening. Because um, older homes have like creaks and sounds mm -hmm. they make because they settle. Right. It was built in 1950. I am in the historical district, so a lot of the homes were built in the 20s and 30s, so there's a lot of older homes in the area. Um, I didn't, I wasn't sure I'd go out with a flashlight. It was always once the, the lights went out. I wouldn't hear anything, you know, in the daytime. Um, there was one time that I woke up. I was sitting on the side of the bed talking to some lady in an apron. I've never had anything like that happen before, so I wasn't sure what was going on. But she she said that she um, used to bake in the house with her grandmother and that she felt like she just needed to keep baking. So I left pots and pans. I left cookie sheets out. She never baked me anything. <laughs> but, yeah, but I give it a shot. Um, that's the only time I really, I did one time I did see something. It's all in the kitchen in the laundry room area. Mm -hmm. The laundry room goes so off of the kitchen. she's a ghost. She may be. Does she help out at all or is she just like mooching? No, nothing. she does nothing. Just she goes, nothing. checks it out, doesn't do any folding, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Okay. Um, one other time, the only time I ever actually saw anything was going from the kitchen area. I was in the bedroom looking out towards the hall. So just, just a, just a light, it's like smoky figure, just go across from this, up close to the ceiling mm -hmm. and went into the, to the front family room. Um, lately it's been more like I have TV trays in the laundry room, those heavy wooden ones, mm -hmm. and they would, it sounds like they're rattling. Hmm. And that's, that's the noise I hear most of the time. 
like I said, most of it's always in the laundry room kitchen area. Um, just recently, I guess this past spring or summer, I was in the laundry room at the far end at the dryer dry, uh, folding clothes, and there's blinds next to me, and they started going up and down like like someone had their hand brushing. Then I thought my husband was messing with me, so I turned around. He wasn't there. It did it again. I went in, and he was in there watching TV, so I knew it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. Um, December of last year, my grandson was sleeping out on an air mattress in the family room, and he woke up the next morning, and he had a perfect view into the kitchen, and he was asking if my husband was watching him sleep. <gasps> he said that he saw a man standing at the doorway kind of hanging on to the door frame, peeking around at him. Dang. And it looked like he was waving mm-hmm. or he had his hand up. So we have a woman in an apron and a, and a man. man. And it kind of, and he had no clue I'd been hearing things. Okay, yeah. Um, I believe him completely. How and old is your grandson? He was six at the time. Yeah, we always say this each yeah. and every year that kids see things that yes. parents do cause, uh, don't, adults don't, because we can talk ourselves out of it. Mm-hmm. But a six-year-old is pure. Right. And they see the things. Yeah. He had no clue. Yeah. So your daughter, is Ashley's yeah, your daughter sorry. Ashley is here. So on a scale of one to ten, um, how nervous do you get when the kids go spend the night at grandma's? <laughs> <laughs> it actually doesn't make me too nervous. Um, but some of these stories that mm-hmm. I'm hearing today, it's the first time I'm hearing them. Oh. So, <laughs> like I did not know about the lady on the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Maybe a little bit more nervous now. <laughs> uh, Karen, did you do it? We'll find out. Did you do a deep dive into the home, like the history of the home? Does it sit on a property that gives you any kind of indication that there might be spirits or anything? No, my daughter has. She's tried just researching. She pulled up who's lived in the home in the past. Mm-hmm. I know there was a sheriff. I think maybe the sheriff of Winder lived there at one time. Mm-hmm. And I know he's passed away. I don't know if he passed away in the house. Um. I know with Ed, we were talking about that, and we thought maybe possibly because they look over people, maybe it was him, and he was kind of watching over our grandsons. So you've never felt there. you've never felt an evil presence, no. just a presence. No, mm-hmm. but it's there. Just all the noises, and like I said, it's always once the lights go out. Uh huh. Um, we did find was it last summer the bathtub? We put a new clawfoot tub in, and it was not. It's not one of the old antique mm-hmm. ones, but it's a clawfoot tub. We drove to Ohio to pick it up, brought it back. It had no plumbing, so we had to do all of that. And it wasn't draining good, and my husband went to figure out what it was, and he found two tiny little wheels, like Hot Wheels, stuck down in the mm-hmm. drain. I have no clue where they came from. I okay. don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't so know what that was. Stolen from one house in Winder and brought to your house and dropped down <laughs> the drain just, just by a ghost. strange things like that. that so we're going to do this in two parts here. So when we come back, Ed is in studio with us. He did indeed go to this home in Winder. And like I said before, we don't bring the family in and Ed in if we don't have sounds for you guys. And so we got sounds. We got, <laughs> we got the spookies. <laughs> sounds of the spookies in Winder. Next on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. It's spooky season, and it is a Burt Show tradition. Each and every Halloween, I ask you guys, look, you got some sounds going on in your house that you want to get investigated? Kind of feeling like you got spirits in the house? So you guys hit us up, and then we hit Ed over at Ghosts of Georgia Paranormal Investigations. We send him over to your places for a week, and he always comes back with the spooky sounds. And Gam's house... 
is haunted. That's what uh, her grandkids call her. They call her Gam. We're going to call her Karen, though. All right, so Karen has a home in the historical district of downtown Winder. And she bought it about four years ago. She's been fixing it up. But she noticed when the lights go out, somebody's been busy in the kitchen. And it ain't her. (laughs) There's a woman in an apron that she saw one night. And she thinks she is just messing around with pots and pans. She says she even left some pots and pans out for even a baking sheet, but she hasn't baked a thing yet. Um, She's also had some activity in the laundry room, and then her six-year-old grandson was spending the night in the living room, had a clear shot of the kitchen, and he woke up and he saw a man peering past a, um, the, the, the doorway, looking at him, and asked the next day, like, was grandpa looking at me while I was sleeping? And he was not. It was this ghost man. So we have two potential ghosts. The ghost man. The ghost ghost man. man. (laughs) (laughs) The man that is a ghost. So we have two potential ghosts in Gam's house. All right, Gam, you ready to hear what uh, Ed found in your home? I'm ready. All right, Ed, take it from here. All right. Well, we went in and we listened to all the claims of activity and we decided to hit those spots, you know, Heavy over the rest of the house, but we did do other rooms in the house. But this one here, this first EVP that we have for you is uh, we were in the laundry room and um, Shan was asking, uh, has all, the laundry room always been the laundry room in there? And so um, we get, we heard this response and it came back and said no. That was loud and clear. Mm-hmm. So yep. explain to Ed what you're hearing, because that's the spirit box, because you have like this radio that you clicks through different channels fast, right? Right. That goes through a lot uh, radio station channels, like uh, 100 milliseconds, you know, and you go through all of them. And you hear that's uh, white noise that you're hearing, and the, mm-hmm. the clicking sound is going through stations. But uh, Brian bought a new one that we were trying out that night, and it has a filter that filters out that white noise, mm-hmm. or the majority of it anyway. So, um, but we, we'll get to an EVP yeah, on yeah. that one, too. I've seen the trends, and most people that are listening to Radio Now are ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's loud and clear. That was yeah, I mean, definite no. Sometimes if you're listening to this for the very first time in your cars, we can hear it on our headphones better than you guys can hear it. But in that case right there, I'm pretty sure everybody heard that. Let's do that one more time. Uh, Tommy? That's straight up no right there. <laughs> okay, on this next one, uh, Brian was asking, do you feel like telling us your name? And again, we get the response, no. Do you feel like telling us your name before we move on to questions? <gasps> the whisper no. Wow. Well, that's not polite. <laughs> One more time, Tommy. Do you feel like telling us your name before we move on to questions? Dang. And you're, again, you're not hearing that in real time. You have to go back and listen to the recording? Uh, no, this one here was off the spirit box uh-huh. that we did here in real time. Oh, and we were using the filter on this one so you don't get to hear all that white noise. Yeah. And, and it does help out when you're reviewing stuff. Dude, you're gussier than me. I hear that and I'm like, okay, that's good for the night. Say <laughs> <laughs> no more. I think oh, we, got, we got what we came for. <laughs> yeah, well, they, not really because I didn't, wouldn't tell us their name. So, right. you know, we. <laughs> you said everything's nice there. I don't know if that's true or not. Okay, on the next one. One, um, we were trying out Brian's new spirit box, and at that time, we we're not getting any voices on it, and we were wondering if that filter was filtering the voices out. And then um, all of a sudden, we hear this uh, female. Well, 
it started to work when we heard a voice. And then we all got excited about it. Say, hey, okay, it's going to work. And then uh, we hear a female voice say, honey. I got a voice with it on. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Is that at the very end? Yep, very end. One more time. I got a voice with it on. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Honey. Honey. So Brian, <laughs> Brian made some friends. <laughs> yeah, Abby, this is the first time you've heard these, right? This is yeah, it's your first year doing this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Listen, okay, well, great. Um, okay, and the next one, uh, Brian, well, a lot of times the EVPs, like you said, Bert, are real low, so it's hard to hear. So Brian was say, please speak louder. And, and ghosts always love being told what to do, by yeah, the way. Yeah, you make demands of ghosts, man. You're going to lose this. Well, yeah, they didn't <laughs> like this one. But anyway, they did speak up, and they said, God. I know it can be hard to talk, just really loud. Whoa! <laughs> hey, yo. Man, they got serious when you brought Jesus into it. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. Okay. I know it can be hard to talk, just really loud. What? Okay, so I want to check in with Gam because her jaws dropped. How are you feeling listening to this? Because this is your home. I don't feel threatened. Okay, good. I don't feel threatened. It almost, now I know I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Uh, if you had to make a prediction right now, how quickly are you going to put it on the market? <laughs> I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm there for the long haul. Okay. Um, moving on to the next one. Well, like I said, we, we focused mostly on the laundry room and the kitchen, but we did start in the master bedroom. And while we were doing EVP session, Brian saw down the hallway and he thought he saw a shadow down there. But at the same time, we were getting lights coming in from outside from the cars going by. So Brian, he walked out and he was checking it out to see if the lights were causing the shadow. Well, the lights weren't causing the shadow. So he asked the question, um, what the figure, was that, was it you that I saw? And um, we got, it is. Can you let me know if it was you that I saw? Yes or no? I mean, these are pretty clear this year. They really are. Again, Thomas? Can you let me know if it was you that I saw? Yes or no? <laughs> Look at that happy man. <laughs> I am shooketh. Before this, did you believe in these kind of spirits? Yeah, because my old studio, my old job, I was convinced that my production studio was haunted because I witnessed some things moving. It's very creepy. Yeah, well, you haven't experienced things moving. You just hear no. stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, you no. saw the blinds move. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we finally made it to the kitchen, and uh, we were in there, and Brian was asking, you know, do you like the rustic feel of the of the kitchen? You know, the rustic, the wood you put up and stuff. And then we get a voice that says, "Hello." So you don't like the rustic feel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that wasn't the most exciting thing in the kitchen. Because right after that, uh, there's three of us in there, Brian, Shannon, and myself. Well, Brian was near the spirit box, which, you know, puts out that noise, so he didn't hear this. But Shannon and I heard a female voice say hi. And that was a disembodied voice. Disembodied. Then I come off the box. We looked at each other like, did you say that? Hmm. And, you know, it's like, no. But there was a female voice that said hi that we heard without the box or anything. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't record and Shannon didn't record. That's all right. So, uh, but yeah, that was, you know, mm-hmm. friendly. All right, we've so. got two more. Okay, um, Shannon asked, do you want us to leave? And this was a nod. Usually they tell us to get out, but we heard a no. Do you want us to leave? 
Oh, they're sweet. Yeah, oh. I turned around. Yeah. Okay. Nothing not to fear here. Yeah, really. Nah, hang out. Do laundry with me. Just <laughs> <laughs> bake some uh, muffins. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, on the last one we got here, um, again, we were, well, I was saying, you know, explaining that we were about to leave, you know, and you're going to go say goodbye and all this stuff. And then over the, the spare box, we get a don't go. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're probably all going to be leaving here in a minute or two. Don't go. Don't go. Do it again. Yeah, I think we're probably all going to be leaving here in a minute or two. Oh, they're sweet. Mm -hmm. And we never get that response. It's always, go away. Yeah. Get out. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you get some well, friendly good. ones there. I have friendly guys. Yeah, Casper's over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, Gail. I mean, you're not going crazy. Sure enough, man. There it is. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> I, th I feel like we should ask her granddaughter, Harper, who, who's yeah. here, if she's ever going to spend the night at Gam's house right. again. She's in there with Tommy right now. She's going to spend the night at Gam's house yeah. again? Um, yeah, probably. Thank you guys for coming in. Really Thank appreciate it. Thank you so much to all of you. Hey, real quick. Ed is not only a paranormal investigator, he's a TV star. He's going to be on Georgia Public Broadcast. Okay, look at up. you. Yeah, hey, we did um, an investigation at the Eagle Tavern in Watkinsville in Oconee County. And yeah. it's for a promotional uh, for their Oconee County. Yeah. And uh, anyway, they filmed it. And it's going to be put on Georgia Bro uh, Public Broadcasting on uh, Monday night at 10 o'clock if oh, y'all want to listen. Look at you. Oh, you sexy ghost Look yes, at you. Sir. Well, we had some really good activity there. <laughs> and so. for Monday... We're going Saturday night to investigate the house that you're going to hear Monday. And they've been seeing a man in black at this house, and I'm hoping we see him. Okay. See, Gam, it could be worse. Could be. <laughs> Yours are friendly. Yours, are friendly. Yours has an apron and a bacon. <laughs> it's the Bird Show. The Bird Show. What uh, Kristen wants, Kristen gets. She just said before we cracked the mics, let's give away a car. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Hey, and how about one that somebody else pays for and I, gives to us? I and how about a brand new Mercedes-Benz for $100? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Um, RBM of Alpharetta, as we've told you guys, year after year, has helped out Burt's Big Adventure. If you're a new Burt Show listener, Burt's Big Adventure is the family that we've really created that starts with a trip down to Disney World with kids that have chronic and terminal illnesses and then we just force them into family uh, for the rest of the year, right? It's a really magical trip, and I'm very, very proud of the community that we've built. But you know what? It takes a lot of money, and it takes a lot of good hearts. And each and every year, RBM of Alpharetta has donated a brand-new Mercedes-Benz to Burt's Big Adventure to give away for $100 a raffle ticket. And this year, this dang thing sold out a day early. We didn't even have to press you guys those last 24 hours. And if you're doing the math on that, that's $250,000 for Burt's Big Adventure. Which I, means we can go to Disney again next year. We are definitely going to Disney. <laughs> and this dude has a lot to do with it. David Ellis, the general manager of RBM of Alpharetta. Thanks for being in here today. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for getting involved again this year. Six years in a row, dude. Six cars. I know. Let's keep it going. We're over a million dollars now. That's good with oh, me. Okay. I'm oh. okay with that. More, so one million... $160,240, to be exact, is how much RBM of Alpharetta has helped us raise. It's that last $42 that really makes it sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, we appreciate it so much, uh, honestly. Um, this kind of money for Burt's Big Adventure, because we only take 13 families at max, like, every year. So 
you understand the impact of this. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Um, but it helps us out so much. And uh, I, I just, I, they haven't invented a word yet that shows as much gratitude as we need to show you for everything you've done for us. Well, thank you guys very much. And we're just very happy to be a part of this. And uh, we want to continue this partnership for years to come. Well, so, good, because you're you. stuck with us for a long time. Uh-huh. We are. Uh-huh. Uh, you didn't know it, but Molly uh, made you sign a lifetime contract. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll be doing this forever. I didn't see that in the contract. Yep, she's very good. She's they, really good. They even let us come to their showroom <laughs> to take photos with the kids and the car we're giving away this year, which is a 2023 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 SUV. So you let us just, like, take over your showroom. <laughs> we were hoping, fingers crossed, we were going to cross that million-dollar mark, right? So we had a bunch of confessions confetti cannons there for the kids. So we essentially destroyed your showroom with confetti everywhere. <laughs> kids putting their, you know, paw prints all over the car, but you guys, you nice. just, yeah. <laughs> expensive playground. Oh, dude, they're, and they're attracted to the most expensive cars. Like, oh, there's yeah. one inside there that's like, a, isn't it like $180,000 Mercedes you got in there? Yes, I think it was the SL. Yes. Yeah, that's the, the one they want to climb on. <laughs> <laughs> they have good taste. I, I, so let everybody know exactly what they missed out on for those that didn't get it. So what is in the Mercedes-Benz GL? GLA 250 SUV. Okay, so the GLA 250 is one of our sportier SUVs. It's on the sporty line of our Mercedes-Benz SUV lineup. Um, It has about 240 pounds of torque and 230 horsepower. And uh, it's perfect for a group of four to take a road trip. Or if you want to go in and out of the city, it gets in and out of parking decks very well. It gets in and out of parking lots very well. Um, it is very uh, technology advanced. It has our Mercedes-Benz user experience, what we call MBUX. So you get into the vehicle, you say, hey, Mercedes, you can control a lot of the technology features in the GLA. So you can control the temperature, the radio stations. We try and preset every radio station <laughs> to 99.7, of Good course. Man. Thank Good man. you. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great looking vehicle. I was telling uh, some, of, some of your representatives today that I was looking at the vehicle today and uh, it's 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 a great color with a great pair of wheels and multi-spoke wheels. So it looks really great. And whoever's going to win the vehicle is going to be a very happy person. I think it's a nice touch that you guys included the wheels this year. Of course. <laughs> of course. We're still waiting on you to include the steering wheel, but we'll take yep. wheels. <laughs> Kidding. All right. So we've got uh, the first couple of names we're going to pick out are the f- no. no. First name we pick out is who wins the car. First one we pick out is going to win the car. There you go. Yes, it is. Exactly right. Uh-huh. All right, so you want to go ahead and reach in there, give it a good whirl, and this is the name that we will be calling and telling them that they have just won a brand new 2023 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 SUV from RBM of Alpharetta. I get to do this? I went too fast. Wow, that's a vicious spin. <laughs> <laughs> Number is 754 Four, six, three. That is seven, <laughs> five, four, four, six, three. Lane Gerstel. Lane Gerstel from Atlanta, and Lane only bought one ticket. <gasps> wow. Wow. Yeah, that happens. Here we go. Hello. Hey, is this Lane? As far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to do a self check real quick? Uh, it's me. Hey, Lane, uh, as far as I know, I'm Bert, this is Kristen, and Mo, and Abby, and everybody at Bert's Big Adventure, uh, and David Ellis, more importantly, is here from RBM of Alpharetta. Did you happen to buy a raffle ticket for that brand new Mercedes? I happen to. Okay, that's good news. We're halfway home. Hey, Lane. Yes? You won the car. 
Get out of here. You're yeah. not going to get out of here. Hey. We're not getting out of here, Lane. Yes. Come on. It's like it's one of those prank phone calls. No. <laughs> we watched David himself put his hand into our giant bin, pulled out your winning raffle ticket. Lane, you just won the 2023 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 SUV. Wow, thank wow, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. It's a good day now. Right? <laughs> I, bet. I love this. And you only bought one ticket. You won with one ticket. One ticket, that's it. Dude, that's fantastic. That is awesome. Um, David here, like I said, is from RBM of Alpharetta, and he could tell you a little bit more about this Mercedes. If you got 30 seconds, he could tell you about all the cool stuff on it. Bring it on. All right. Lane, so you won the GLA 250. It's one of our finest looking SUVs. You have MBUX, Mercedes-Benz user experience. So everything is voice control for you. It fits perfectly for a group of four, or if you just want to drive yourself, you'll look fantastic in it. I know it. Wow. That's great. It raises your sexy game by about 10 points. (laughs) Were you looking to add a little sexy to your life lane? Absolutely. You should see my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lane, we really appreciate you supporting Burt's Big Adventure, man. I mean, you already know that this is the trip we take down to Disney World every year with kids that have chronic and terminal illnesses. And your $100 goes a super long way. And it also allowed us to raise 250000 bucks this year for our organization. So, man, thank you so much. Thank you. Wow, great. I appreciate everything you guys do. I listen to you guys every morning. I actually ripped the knob off. My, sometimes my son will make fun of me because I've never changed the channel. Uh, I listen to you guys all the time. You're a good man. You wow, are. Thank that. you so much, Lane. Congratulations. Great. Thank you. I'm guessing that you're just going to have a different attitude today. People are going to be like, what's going on with Lane today? <laughs> <laughs> Such a freaking good mood, man. They might think it's the mustache. <laughs> right. All right, Lane. Hold on one sec. Thanks again, man. You got it. Thanks. All right. So uh, you heard David. So... Look, we're doing this again next year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so put it on your calendar somewhere this year because some of you guys, again, I got these DMs saying, I didn't even hear it until you guys sold out. And we told you for three weeks. (laughs) Longer than that. So we're guaranteeing you we're doing it again uh, next year if RBM of Alpharetta is down to do it also. So thank you, David. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys. It's The Burt Show. The Burt Show.